Hi, this is the Bonafide Legal Podcast. I'm your host, Florence Bremer. Bonafide Legal Podcast is a weekly podcast for attorneys and business owners. We help with time management and lifestyle tips. I'm a mother, grandmother, wife, movie enthusiast, fan of a great deal, restaurant lover, follower of many television shows, self-proclaimed fashionista, and overall in love with popular culture. Besides all this, I'm a lawyer. I've been a lawyer since 1999. Throughout my practice, I struggle day by day to find balance between work and life. I do not have the magic answer on how to balance life in law and life outside the law, but over the years, I've developed tips for trying to live my best life and enjoying work and time off. This podcast is going to discuss a trip I just took. I have not been anywhere since March. The last trip I took was March 13th through the 16th when I went to Canyon Ranch in Tucson. And as you remember, that was right when everything was shutting down. And in Canyon Ranch, things were shutting down as we were there. And I remember just feeling like in a state of panic to be away from home. And um, it was a really nice trip, actually. Like, in a, in a way, we had this great, great time. Um, but at the same time, it was just there, you know, and there was so much more unknowns, although sometimes I feel like we don't, I don't know how much we know anymore, but this was at the very beginning of the shutdown, and it really, really felt um, unknown. And then the month before that, I went to New Orleans for this great conference and this great trip, and I went to LA, and I was on the podcast, The Film Vault. It was a wonderful first part of the year, and I haven't been anywhere, and I have I wanted to travel? Um, yeah, I have, but I wanted to travel where it was the same. I didn't want to travel in some modified pa- fashion, so I was definitely waiting before I did anything. I didn't want to go to, like, say, you know, everyone knows how much I knew love New Orleans. I didn't want to go there and have the whole city shut, be shut down and not be able to do anything. So I was waiting. And um, I'm just going to throw something in before I start talking about the trip. I'm recording this on Monday morning at six in the morning. This is also another indication that I just have no time. Like it's, it's really getting rough. Um, trying to manage my days to where I can actually get things done. But I want to talk about this trip. And I'm going to start with the conclusion, which is, I think it's too early to travel. Or maybe I did the wrong thing. But anyways, I, um, oh gosh, and before I get even get there, I'm, I'm all over the place today. Um, when I went to LA in February, I remember that on the way to LA, I flew into LAX, and on the way there, a, a woman next to me coughed the entire time. The middle seat was empty. She was at the window. I was in the aisle. The whole time she coughed, and when I got to my destination and saw one of the people that I was seeing, I made a joke, which now is not even a good joke, where I said, the person next to me coughed the whole time. I probably have coronavirus. So not funny, you know, because then, of course, a month later, everything just went incredibly bad. So the summers in Arizona, I've talked, been talking about summers in Arizona for two years, and they're tough. And the toughest part for me usually is going to court. So I have to admit, this summer has not been as bad for me. Um, there were few days where I had to get in a suit and go to court. I'm actually dreading the, and and when I did have to go to court, I just wore um, a dress and heels. I'm actually dreading trying to put a suit on again. It's still pretty hot here, so it feels impossible. So I'm like not even trying. Um, But this summer was not so bad because I could spend a lot of time in the office or working from home. But it just became long at the end. And the kind of the worst part for me is I can't have any outdoor time. I really relish the outdoor time. 
taking a walk, pushing my grandson's stroller, sitting on my patio, um, just being outside, taking a walk around the block in the evening, just anything, you know, like just that bit of outdoors like really, really helps me mentally and physically. In fact, for exercise, I would rather do something outdoor. And, and I'll tell you, it's mostly, it's mostly walks. Like I'm, I'm getting old, so I'm not going to be, uh, I stopped running years ago. I, I don't really enjoy biking. Um, I like to walk and, and kind of take in the environment when you're on a bike, it just feels like it's rushing past. And so I really, really need that time. But in the summer, really the only time you can get it is you get up while it's still dark and your walk is still hot. You're not having the nice mornings yet. And we're in September now and the mornings are actually starting to get nice again. We're in the 70s. I'm looking at my watch, it says 69. Wow. Like maybe we're kind of over the hump. Um, so I just wanted to go somewhere for the for the last month. Like I really had an itch for it. So I planned to go to Coronado, which is something we have done every year for the last five or six years. I can't remember the first year that we went. The first year, I remember the circumstances. I went to, it's called CLE by the Sea. It's sponsored by the state, the state bar. It's at the Del Coronado. They've had it for years. In my younger days, it seemed impossible that I would ever, ever be able to go to something like that, to such a, to CLE, it's such a beautiful place on the beach. And finally, a couple of years ago, I was able to go. So it's just a four day trip. And I was also traveling with my daughter, my grandson, my son-in-law. So then also my husband and my 13 year old, that was our group. And it was four days and three nights. It was Wednesday through Saturday. So to get to the point where I could leave, I had to work the entire weekend before and on Monday and Tuesday they were such long days I can't even I can't even tell you they were just crazy long days I and this is going to be something that's very unusual for me too I didn't end up packing until Wednesday morning and I always pack with a packing list there's little lists you can get them online I prefer to buy these ones. They actually last forever. You get about 50 in a pack, and it literally tells you everything you need. And the one thing you have to do is you have to calculate, like, how many outfits you need and what kind of outfits you need. Like, it'll say, you know, the packing list will say shirts and skirts and pants and beach wear, you know, and you have to figure out what you need. So I get to the... Um, we pack. I pack on Wednesday. And throughout the whole trip, I realized all the stuff I did not have. I had the craziest outfits. I had no outfits that made any sense. I didn't have enough shirts. I had nothing that was a little bit dressy. And it's on a Coronado, you definitely don't need to be dressy. And I was fine. But I didn't have anything that was more on the cuter side. I had a shirt with a skull on it. I had my Halloween Horror Nights t-shirt from last year. I had a sun shirt, and that may have been it. <laughs> I'm like, none of this goes together. And then the bottoms really didn't match the tops. I was trying to, I had more bottoms than I had tops. And for me, I always like to bring, I bring like a palette of black, gray, and white. And then that way I can mix and match. And although it was technically all black, gray, black and gray, it wasn't really mix and match. Like I didn't have a nicer top. Um, I had like a nicer skirt, but nothing that really went with the nicer skirt. It was ridiculous. I just had ridiculous clothes. And I didn't bring a beach hat. You know, I'm going to the beach. I don't bring a beach hat. So that was one of the things of, of packing so late where I wasn't, I think what happens is a lot of times I'll pack the day before. And then if you're forgetting something, the next morning, you can kind of recalibrate and look at it again. But when you're packing that morning, it doesn't work as well. Um, 
Let's see. So I also brought work. I'm in the middle of two pretty large appeals and I have thousands of pages of transcripts. So I brought those with and plan to work in the cool weather. Traveling with family, I'm definitely finding it makes it harder to work. Uh, we rented a minivan. Rented a Toyota, I think it's a Sienna. It's whatever the Toyota minivan is. I'm going to tell you, I thoroughly enjoyed this minivan. <laughs> I like loved this thing. I have a very small car. I have a Nissan Juke, which is very sporty. But for having any family or having the babies in it, doesn't work. It's so unworkable. It's great for me on my own, going to court, using the other front seat as a as my mobile desk but with family like even when we're just going to a restaurant it's just such an unworkable vehicle and the minivan was great it had the most spacious third row seat you've ever been in um, my littlest daughter was sitting back there and I'm like hey I'm gonna come sit with you and then I got back there and I'm like wait a minute this is <laughs> so much room for the first couple hours of the trip me and uh, my middle daughter and the baby all sat in that second row seat and it was fine like we were comfortable but my daughter and I were kind of squished together and I said okay I'm gonna go in the back because there can be a seat between us and then I get back there and there's all this room like I completely spread out and read transcripts the rest of the way to Coronado and we had, so we get to, the, the ride was pretty easy. You know, it's, the baby is a year and a half almost. So he's pretty good in the car. He's not a big car sleeper. Um, and he can be distracted with songs and videos. And so he watched some videos on my iPad and, and that worked pretty well. And he had some snacks and that worked okay. But he would definitely get to the point where he was just done being in the seat. And he would be trying to explode out of the seat, you know, like just pushing against the straps. So we got there and we get to the Dell. And I'm on the, oh, <laughs> this, is, this is my life. So on the ride to the Dell, I had a court hearing that I had to call into. And I also had um, a meeting that was scheduled. I have a um, an adverse advertising marketing program that I'm part of, and sometimes meetings get set kind of sporadically. Most of the time, because of the way the system works, is mo uh, most of the time when these meetings get set, they don't happen. You you call the person and and they're not available then. So um, I figured, okay, there's one on the trip. I can just make it. And of course, that was one of the ones where it ended up being like a full half hour of being on the phone in the car. And it, we were like around Yuma, the dunes in Yuma. So the reception wasn't great, but it was fine. Like it worked, you know. Um, so we had gotten a bit of a late start. And not my fault. I'm always ready to leave on time. <laughs> but my husband, he's really, really hard to get out the door. I actually heard that that is, I read an article about it and it fit him like a T. It's actually a bit of a disorder where people have a hard time transitioning to something else. So if they're doing something at home um, and it's time to go, it's hard to get them to go. If they're at a party and they're enjoying themselves and they're talking to people it's hard to get them wrapped up for the night and he's always been like that it's just whatever he's doing he's completely in the moment of it and so I guess that's where we're exact opposites I'm always living you know two hours ahead a week ahead a month ahead four months ahead that's kind of how my life has been so we got there a bit late. Um, I think we got there maybe about seven, between six and seven. So we went to dinner. We went to a dinner at a place called Villa Pizza. I'm going to tell you, if you ever go to Coronado, don't go there. We end up going there every year as our first meal. And I've realized it's just not that good. And they were not having 
service inside, which we thought was going to be a predictor of how the rest of the island was, that you wouldn't be able to eat inside. Everywhere else you could eat inside. So we had to, they packed it up to go, your whole meal, and then you had to sit outside at a table, which was just not ideal. But we um, had a dinner that was okay, went back to the hotel, and just went to bed, which was literally all we could do. So the next morning, um, something I always do when I'm in Coronado is I get up early and I walk to the beach. So both um, on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, I got up early and took walks. On Thursday morning, I did it with everyone except the, the boys, my son-in-law and my husband didn't go. But, um, oh, I guess there was a boy, <laughs> my grandchild. So we took him to the beach just for a few minutes like let him go to the shore we carried him he is a big fat chunk so that was a little bit hard but it was fun he got to you know get his feet in the ocean for the first time and he was running around and it was super cute but Thursday morning was a bit of a bummer for me because I had two really big conference calls that I had to get done I couldn't I I was trying really, really hard to schedule everything, obviously, for when I got back. But these were two that couldn't wait. So I had a 9 a.m. and a 10.30. So that really took up my whole morning. So as soon as I finished that, we started walking around the town. And in Coronado, Orange Avenue is the main strip. I'm going to tell you, do not sleep on the side streets. We found a place that we ended up loving that was just off of Orange Avenue. So... um definitely look around a little bit when you're there if you go there again so I had a nice lunch there's a really good um, Chinese restaurant it's called like Bistro de Asia something like that and they have these great lunch specials that are super economical you get a ton of food but at the same time like the right amount of food not like overwhelming and um we just then we walked up and down the street, which takes about like if you walk up and down it and they're popping in and out of shops, you're probably looking at maybe an hour or two of just strolling around. That was one thing that I was really happy about was walking a lot. I think every day we walked about five or six miles, and the weather was like in set was like 75, and um breezy it just was nice it could be a little hot in the sun you know if you were like in the direct sun but really just pleasurable like nice like exactly exactly what I wanted and needed so then we went back to the hotel and I had to take a nap because that's what I need now <laughs> and then we went to dinner at this place called the Henry and there's actually one in Phoenix it was good I you know I sometimes when you're on a trip and and if especially a road trip you find that you've eaten like a bunch of chips and maybe muffins and just a lot of processed food and I was just feeling a little bit blah from it and so I had a great big salad at lunch it was um it had, was watermelon and heirloom tomato which is literally my favorite salad in the world it also had lettuce it was like a it was like a salad in the sense of a salad, not like just the sort of an appetizer salad where it's the watermelon and the heirloom tomatoes. And it had a great dressing and we had some really fun appetizers and it was this nice dinner. So then uh, we go home. It's a little bit late. Like it, uh, it always seemed that when we went to dinner, by the time we got back, it was later. And, and I'm probably going to crack you up when I talk about being late. It was always before 10 <laughs> that we got back, but that's late for me between nine and 10, you know, and to get unwound and go to bed. So then on Friday, um, I got up early and I walked on the beach by myself and you can go on, I, you know, in Coronado, I don't know what direction I'm facing. I don't know which way is North, which way is South. So there's one way that you walk away from the hotel, and then there's another way that you walk away from the hotel. The other way you walk um, more towards the naval base, the other way you walk more towards this area where these the gigantic houses that are on the beach. And so um, 
the first morning I walked towards where the houses were and I was just enjoying looking at the water and the houses and then when you turn around you look and you see the dell in the distance and you walk back towards it so then um we we came back I, I came back and everyone was ready for breakfast again the boys didn't go like my husband was going to go play frisbee golf he loves frisbee golf he found a frisbee golf course on Coronado. It was one of the oldest ones ever. He was super excited about that. He was out there for a few hours, just enjoyed the weather. It cost money, a whole $6. <laughs> so like that was funny. He's like, hey, can you, you had to pay for it with PayPal. He's like, do you have PayPal? You got to pay the six bucks to go to this um, frisbee golf course. So that was his afternoon. And I went to breakfast with my um, two daughters and my grandson. And here was something that was happening every place we went. I think we were eating at the exact time that everyone else was eating. It didn't happen at, um, the only place I think it did not happen at was um, the Chinese restaurant for lunch on Thursday. Everywhere else we had to wait about half an hour so we went to this breakfast place it looked like a diner like a sort of like a New York diner in a way had a big counter and because of COVID they had very limited um, seating so we ended up waiting and we waited and we waited and we ate and it was okay there you know like one of those places that where I was like it was fine it was adequate I had French toast that was actually pretty good but um we were walking out of the restaurant and the, the place was cleared out. You just could have walked up and got a table. I'm like, this is the story of my life on this trip is that you wait and wait. And then when you leave, the whole place is cleared out. Um, and I also had a, a vision in my mind that because we were going in mid September, that the town would be kind of cleared out. It really wasn't. It was very busy. I felt like it was more busy on Wednesday than it was on Thursday and Friday. And then when we left on Saturday, it seemed like the town was really buzzing. So um, I'm going to talk about the Dell for a second. So the Hotel Del Coronado stayed there for five or six years in a row. I rented two hotel rooms this time. And my daughter and her husband were going to stay down the street at another hotel that had um, cheaper parking. They were bringing the dog and then at the last minute figured they couldn't bring the dog and um, it just she was so bummed about that you know. Um, uh, but I will have to tell you it was easier to not travel with a dog and the baby. We did that last year <laughs> and to just have the baby um, and she had you know, my oldest daughter take care of her dog. So we get to the Dell. I rented. So on the way to the hotel, I switched their reservation. I canceled their reservation at, um, we're down the street. The other thing they found out is the restaurant or the restaurant, the hotel down the street didn't have cribs. And here was something she forgot. She forgot her pack and play. And so she would have had to get a crib. She calls the hotel. They're like, oh, we don't have cribs. So I'm like, forget this. I'm like, why don't, I just get you a room at the Dell. My treat. Let's just enjoy our couple of days together. So I have two hotel rooms. Um, when I check in, they don't have any indication that you've ever stayed there before. I know that's being very nitpicky, but it's always nice when you walk up and they know that you have been there before. I also, for my room, paid for what's called a partial beach view. We had, I had different days originally, and we had to switch um, due to my son-in-law's new job, and which I actually was happier with, because at first we were going to go Thursday through Sunday, and I just realized we would have had a very, very, it would have been so busy on Coronado that weekend that it probably would have been not enjoyable, and we would have got home Sunday night. I was already so discombobulated by coming home on Saturday that having a um having that extra day to just kind of get my bearings 
I really, really needed it. So we stayed Wednesday through Saturday. And so originally my first room was an ocean view. And then when I rebooked, it wasn't available. So I had to get a partial ocean view. And I've gotten the partial ocean view at the Dell many times. It's mostly what I get. And they've been delightful. Like you don't have a balcony that's just facing the ocean, but you have one that's a little bit off to the side and you can see the ocean, you can hear the ocean, you can smell the ocean, you have a balcony that you can sit on, like it's wonderful. So that would be a tip I would normally give is maybe don't pay for the whole ocean view, do the partial ocean view and it, it saves you a lot of money, by the way. So we get to our room and first of all, like half of the hotel is closed off for construction and for COVID. So this whole area of rooms that called the towers is completely closed and getting remodeled. Um, the men, the entrance that you go into and you go into this great old fashioned lobby closed. They have, they took the lobby and they put it outside and it's basically what you would call, I don't know, the back or the side of the hotel. And that's where you check in now. So you don't have that grand entrance. So we get up to our room and there's no balcony. And for the ocean view, you had to press yourself against the window. And for me, I had to stand on my toes a little bit to see it because there was buildings in front of it. Also, it looked out at a parking lot and I wanted to be in a room with the windows open so we kept the windows open the entire time and the whole time you heard parking lot noises and this was supposed to be an upgraded room the bathroom was as big as a closet it was so small and so my daughter's room the one of the nice things was her room was really it was like across the hall basically um, and her room was considered not an upgraded room she had a giant bathroom and a huge balcony. The balcony looked over the garden, but I would have rather had that than had no balcony. So that was a bummer. And, oh, the other thing, this like floored me. Like I could not believe it. From 10 p.m. to 6 a.m. on Wednesday night and Thursday night, the entire hotel had no water so you couldn't take a shower use the bathroom give your baby a bath get a drink of water from the sink like unbelievable like how can you have i can understand two hours you know you can kind of plan around it but the entire night it and and they gave me so you checked in they gave me a note that says there's no water i read it probably 10 times not comprehending not comprehending like no water? Like, you're kidding? No water? And then the next night, there was no water. And then Friday night, I guess because they have weekend visitors, they decided they would give the hotel water. So that was just, just unbelievable. And there's no, there was no discount for having no water. <laughs> like, it was just a regular room, right? And I think that when you have a hotel that's right on the beach, like, they don't care. And I understand that I'm sure they've been hurting. Like they just reopened. They had not been closed their entire history. They weren't closed during World War II. And they were um, closed for many months. So it, but it still was disappointing because this was like it. This was my trip. This was my time to relax and to have all this stuff that was just, I don't know, you know, making it not great. I felt like they really needed a better warning for people who were booking because I booked online through the Hilton website. It's a Hilton hotel now. There was no, there was like sort of a, a little mention like, hey, there's some construction, but not, you're not going to have water. There's going to be all sorts of noise. We were actually on the side where there wasn't construction noise, but when I was taking a walk around, I was looking at some of the rooms. I'm like, oh my gosh, these people hear construction noise all day long. And I feel like a lot of this is like, okay, so our customer service and the accommodations are terrible right now, but we're going to blame COVID. So I'm hoping that's not me. <laughs> I'm hoping, you know, I run a business. I'm hoping that I'm not 
and, and there's things that have changed where I can't, I literally cannot get things done. You know, people um, need hearings. They need hearings on a variety of matters. It is impossible to get into hearings anytime soon. You're looking months and months. A lot of my hearings now are getting scheduled after the first of the year. Okay. Oh, another thing. <laughs> there was no housekeeping the whole time. That was due to COVID. I um, was walking around and I saw a housekeeping cart. So I restocked our room with towels and toiletries. There was, and it was just sort of, this is what you had to do. Like if you wanted to get this stuff. At one point I called um, the lobby for coffee to get a refill on the K-Cups. Oh, sure. They'll be brought up. Never brought up. Um, I, I'm sorry to feel like so complaining, but that was part of this podcast is I want to tell people, if you're going to stay somewhere, maybe give them a call and let them know what's open, not open. Um, none of the shops were open. Um, there was like a shop, like the main shop was open, but one of the delights of the Del Coronado is walking through, it's like a mini mall and they have all these great shops and we always spent an afternoon getting ice cream and walking through the shops and nope, all closed down. And there was a lot of like, you couldn't, another thing about the Del is like you walk in one room, like you walk in like say through the back of the hotel and you can exit through the front, there was a lot of dead ends. Like you'd walk in and you couldn't get out. Like to get back to your room, you had to go back out and backtrack. And it just made it not, gosh, I hate to like complain about a vacation um, because in a lot of ways I had a very, very lovely time. But when you're expecting one thing and it's completely different. It's just a bit of a bummer. It just kind of weighs on you a bit. Takes you out of the moment of the vacation. So Friday, um, I did something that was super fun. And I highly, highly recommend it. Is that I rented a bed on the beach. So I wanted to rent some chairs because we were taking the baby to the beach for a few hours and there was um, a booth where you could rent chairs, umbrellas, um, a, a day bed, different things. So when I got up there, I just really, I was going to get two chairs and an umbrella. And when I got up there, I started asking some questions and I saw the beds and it was expensive. It was, it was $300. And we got there, like, I don't know, you know, right after lunch. And it ended at, you could stay there till sunset. So I'm like, okay, that's like six hours. All right. I'm like, if you take it on an hourly basis, like not so bad. And I was thinking with the baby, it's going to be 10 million times more convenient because we can have him up there and, um, I was bringing work. I know that sounds terrible, but um, it wasn't. It was it was fun for me in a way. I was bringing my transcripts, and it had this big awning on it, and you could just lay back and look out at the beach. And I said, "Okay, I'm going to do it. This will be like the splurge for this vacation." And it was wonderful. It they did say that we had um, we would have a waiter, and we did. He came by twice when we weren't ready to order and then we never saw him again. So, you know, things happen. Um, it wasn't the worst thing that's ever happened to me, but the bed itself was great. You had two umbrellas, so you can adjust the umbrellas. I don't like being in the um, strong sun. So to have the umbrellas and just have the shade and look out at the water. And I read so much of my transcripts. I like got so much work done and it was great. And sometimes I would, I'd set aside the transcript and I had some magazines. I'd read a magazine for a little bit or read one of my books for a little bit, pick up the transcript again. And that was my afternoon. And I can't think of a more perfect afternoon. I will a hundred percent, um, 
if I go back there, we'll rent the bed again. Although I decided, I don't think I'm ever staying at the Dell again. Like, after this time, I, I don't think I will. There's a Marriott that's a um, more modern hotel on the island. And I'm thinking, why can't why don't I just stay at the Marriott? And if I want to spend the day at the Dell's Beach, I can go back, rent the bed, spend the, spend the day there, and not have that, um, you know, issue with, like, the construction. And I think they're under construction for, like, the next year and a half. So if I'm back there, like, why would I stay there again after this trip? <coughs> so that's a little tip, too. You can still go use the Dell amenities and maybe not stay at the Dell. Although it's super convenient, but um, what are you going to do? You know, if it's if it's not a good fit and they don't have the accommodations, like, why spend your money there? And I'll tell you, the bed um, was great, like, so great, except a couple hours before sundown, the um, people who work there just start cleaning up everything around you because every day, and I can't imagine how hard this job is, Every day they set up all the chairs, umbrellas in the sand, and then at the end of the day, they put it all back. So I got the impression that most people start early because it opens at 10. So I think they get there at 10 and think, we're going to stay here the whole day. But once you've been out there for five hours, you're like, hey, I'm hungry. I'm tired. This is too hot. I'm going to go inside. And they abandon their areas and they start putting those things away so for the last two hours that we were there because we came later in the day the whole time big things were getting stacked up near us and I felt and this is probably just my own whatever in my head but I also felt like I was being pressured to leave because they were cleaning up it probably was nothing of the sort and I felt like I needed to accommodate them or something but uh, and they were super nice. It's not like anyone was like, when are you leaving? Because <laughs> I asked at some point, because I noticed them cleaning up, I said, we can stay till sunset, right? Oh, they're like, oh, yeah, yeah. So I don't know. That's my own problem, obviously. Okay, let's see what else. I, I took some notes since I'm just going through my notes. Um, had a great dinner on Friday night. We found... This was one of the places that was off of Orange Avenue. It was an old garage. So a garage like in the movie Cars, like where Paul Newman, Paul Newman as a car owned and worked. It had that look, except they gutted it and changed it into an Italian grocer and restaurant. And we went to the grocery store earlier in the day, like we had discovered it and then went back there for dinner. And they had these amazing cookies that you could buy. There was these cookies that were almonds with a, a sour cherry in the middle of it. And like those are so up my alley in terms of like the type of pastry that I love. And we went back there Friday night and we had this great dinner. And they had um, homemade pastas and they do everything al dente. My family was like, al dente? We hate al dente. I'm like, I love al dente. And I ordered um, the Casiolia Pepe, which is a sauce. It's a, like a little bit of a cream. It's like a cream olive oil, and it's very peppery. And so everyone tasted mine, and they were like, it's so peppery. I'm like, yeah, it's good. It's like peasant food from um, Italy. Like, I just love it. And we had some great appetizers with like a great burrata salad and... Um, a focaccia bread that the waitress had recommended. She was from Italy and she had this delightful accent and just was wonderful, like was truly like authentic. And I'll tell you, like for years of going to Coronado, sometimes it's hard to find restaurants there. Everything is 10 times more, well, not 10 times, like one and a half times more expensive than anywhere else. And Sometimes it's just not so good. Like, they're like, hey, we're on the island. We can kind of serve what we want. And um, we ate like kings this whole trip. We just found the greatest, greatest places with this great dinner. My daughter and son-in-law were going to go out afterwards. And she's like, I'm full of pasta. I'm going home. So we went back to the hotel. And I laid down. And I was out. Like, 
out. I had never slept so heavy in my life. And that was the pasta, all the beach air, all the walking, being on the beach for a few hours was out. So I woke up the next morning, Saturday. So this is our last day. And checkout is at 11. I feel like checkout is getting earlier and earlier and check-in is getting later and later. Um, you know, checkouts now are like 11. Uh, we asked for a late checkout. Uh, they gave us 11.30. And um, check-ins are four, you know. It used to be one and three, you know. Those were the check-in and check-out. So um, the, in the morning, I made a cup of coffee from... Um, the couple of K-cups that I was able to scrounge together that were in my room and made a, um, it was weird. They, you know, usually in a hotel, they'll have like the paper coffee cups. They had the ceramic coffee cups. So I'm like, well, that's weird. If you're going to claim everything is whatever it is because of COVID, wouldn't you have the paper cups? But nope, there was ceramic ones. So I made myself a mug of coffee and I took it to the beach and drank it on the beach. And then just, I didn't have my phone with me. Like I don't, I cannot remember the last time I didn't have my phone with me. At first I panicked. I, I, this wasn't intentional. I planned to walk to the beach, listen to my podcast. And because I was carrying the coffee mug, I think I forgot the phone. So when I got down to the water, I'm like, well, too late. I'm And I thought, I'm just going to enjoy the sound of the ocean. And that definitely was great. Because if I was listening to a podcast, I wouldn't have heard the waves. And that is a gigantic challenge for me, which is staying present in whatever I'm doing. So um, took a walk on the beach, carried my mug back to the room, got to the room and scrubbed my head <laughs> felt like I hadn't washed my hair in two days and had been at the beach and I'm like oh scrubbing scrubbing my scalp so took a nice long shower and um, got ready to go and so we stopped in San Diego and had lunch at a hot dog place and and just another weird thing in the name of COVID so Gosh, I hate when I complain like this. This is something I really need to work on. But we went to a hot dog place that had um, vegan sausages and uh, vegan burgers, as well as regular um, sausages and, and hot dogs. And so we order, and I order a root beer, because that is just the biggest delight for me, is to have a root beer with a vegan hot dog. Oh, we're out of root beer. Okay, fine. I'll take a Diet Coke. And we ate the um, sausages, and, and they were good. But I would tell you something about uh, San Diego. Tons of homeless. Tons. Tons. I mean, a beautiful city where you know that the people there are paying exponential prices for their, for their places. I would see some real estate. You would walk when you walk around Coronado. There's a few real estate offices, and they post the real estate, and it'll show a one-bedroom condo for eight hundred thousand. And can you imagine you're paying eight hundred thousand for eight hundred square feet, and you walk out, and there's just people flopped all over the sidewalk. It just terrible. So that was sort of a damper. It just was like nauseating me a little bit because when we came in, there were people like all over the the streets and I'm thinking wow like California needs to do something um about their homeless um population it it cannot be good for anything it's not good for those people those people are mentally ill they need help and it just is all around like for the for people who are trying to live in that area it cannot be good for them okay Oh, and here's the weird COVID story about the hot dog place. So there's, let me think how many there is. There's five of us and a baby. And we order. And the um, woman who was taking our order, she says, you all cannot sit at the same table because of COVID. Four to a table. So either one of us could sit separately or we could break up in some way. And then we sat at two tables that were like back to back to each other and turned around and talked to each other the whole time. We were also from the same household and came in the same car. 
So why couldn't we sit together? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. There's just some things where you're doing things and you don't know why. You don't know like what could possibly be the purpose for that to have a household of people who walked in together. Like I, I could understand better if they said to us, we don't allow parties over four because that's too many people together or something. Well, then I guess that puts us at different tables anyways. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Like, I really don't understand it. If we're all coming in together and we're all leaving together, I don't get it. Um, also, um, just as an aside, masks are everywhere, obviously. And so um, it was very similar to Arizona where you wore masks indoors. And then when you sat down to eat, you would not have your mask on. You wore masks in shops. It was fine. Like it was fine. You know, um, it, every once in a while you feel like it being like a little bit of a bummer, but for the most part, it just was like, this is how it is. And it was, it was doable. It was definitely doable even on a vacation to, to have the mask. In fact, my daughters and I went into a little boutique and they had some masks that were cute. And so I bought all of us semi-matching masks, same pattern, different colors. So that was fun, you know, like trying to have fun with it as much as you can. So then it's time after we have our, um, our sausages in San Diego, we get on the road. And it was um, good. <coughs> it was a good trip back. It, the, the baby slept half of the trip. It was great. And the second half, he was done. So I was singing to him. I was putting, he loves to have things put between his toes. <laughs> so I was putting his toys between his toes. And then I was putting his, his chips between his toes and he was eating them. And just put on Elvis music and we were all singing together. And it was nice, you know. And we got home, oh, probably 7.30. And of course I just can't be like, leave the suitcases in the hall. I'm going, you know. I'll get to him tomorrow. Of course, I immediately have to start laundry. Laundry, I have to unpack everything. Um, I, I cannot relax like right when I get home. And then I poured myself just a less than a shot of whiskey, like a little bit of whiskey and some diet cranberry juice. And I drink it and I put the glass in the drying rack and there's just this open area in the drying rack and it just flops and goes to the ground. So I had to clean up a glass <laughs> when I got home. Um, and so finally I get to bed and I just conked out, like conked out so bad. And I didn't set my alarm in the morning. I'm like, okay, I'm going to sleep till I need to sleep. And I probably went to bed about 10 and woke up like at 730. I'm like, oh my gosh, it's so late and I have so much to do. So Sunday was just, um, working on and off. And the day was gone in a flash. I had to return the rental car. And that took a big chunk of the day. And and there's a bunch of the highways close on the weekend. And my rental car was from the airport. It's just more, I don't know. It's You get a better price when you rent at the airport. And the airport's not that far from me. But when you're returning it the day after a long trip, it feels like forever. And then we had to detour home. My son-in-law picked me up. And then we had to detour home because a bunch of the roads were closed. So anyways, um, got home, did a, get, did our Sunday dinner. My brother and his girlfriend and my nephew came over. And that was nice. We had my daughter from the Italian grocer in Coronado. She had bought a crusty loaf of bread and some homemade pasta that was, you know, dried so you could boil it. And, um, I bought like a nice sauce and we just bought like wonderful things. She made homemade vegan meatballs, um, when we got home and, and we just had this wonderful Italian Sunday dinner. And then, um, again, I haven't watched any movies, <laughs> watched anything new, but I'll give you a recommendation on what I've been doing before I close up for today. Today ended up being a longer podcast than usual. So um, first things first, when 
I was in Coronado. I watched uh, the movie The Autopsy of Jane Doe. It is the second time I've seen that movie. If you have not seen it and you really like scary movies, give this movie a shot. Number one, it's it's short. It's like an hour and 20 minutes. It's so sufficiently creepy. It has one of the best jump scares that I've ever seen without being extremely obvious. And I don't want to give too much away. Um, but if you like scary movies, this is one I think that you you really would enjoy. It's a little bit gross at times um, because it. when you're talking about an autopsy, yeah, there's an autopsy going on. But then there's all this great supernatural-ish horror that is happening that I just love. Like, I just love how this movie is paced. Um, so I also decided to treat myself to, um, HBO for a couple of months. I've been seeing the same movies on Netflix and Hulu, like over and over again. I'm, I have not had time to get into any new TV shows, so I haven't been watching that. And I feel like I've just wanted to watch movies. And I looked at HBO last night. And they had so many great movies. And I thought, okay, I'm going to get it for a couple of months. There's a seven-day trial. And do it for a couple of months. It's $15 a month. Do it for two months and cram in as many movies as possible. They have um, Dr. Sleep, which is the sequel to The Shining that came out a couple, um, oh gosh, over a year ago. And they have a director's cut on HBO. So I started watching that last night. And... There's, it's like little, just little additions. I don't think it, any of it was completely necessary. Like that's why they were, they were cut. But it's, it's fun to watch it in this other format. There's a, actually a lot of additional scenes. And it's a movie that I love so much that more of it is actually welcome. Especially when I can watch it at home, kind of flopped out. So I started watching it last night before I went to bed and, got about 45 minutes into it and I'll go back to it tonight but they have um the Joker um is on HBO um great documentaries um the movie Death Becomes Her which is one of my all-time favorite movies and a ton of new movies that I haven't seen which are escaping me so I'm gonna get my money's worth on this HBO so I'll probably have some movie reviews as I go forward in the podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate you. I appreciate your comments. It means so much to me. You can find the podcast on SoundCloud and iTunes under Florence Legally Brunette. You can find me on Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram under Florence Legally Brunette. And you know what? I don't think I said the whole name of the podcast. You can find me on SoundCloud and iTunes under Florence Legally Brunette, the Bonafide Legal Podcast. You can find me on Facebook under my name, and you can find me under my law office, Law Office of Florence Brummer. You can find me on my website at brummerlaw.com. You can also contribute to the podcast through Patreon and SoundCloud if you'd like to make a donation. I appreciate you so much. Be back next week.